if I could have Deb and Jeff and Sherman come up here real quick. Brian is completely correct. I went to him about a month ago. I'm like, do you trust me? And he's like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, can't. And he goes, I I'll have to rethink it after that question. Because I was like, don't ask any questions about it. And I told him um, that we would like for him to not prepare a sermon for today. Um, but instead, we want, we, after talking to you guys, we really wanted to turn the service into an opportunity for us to give testimonies to our shepherds about how they have helped us to walk in joy and really live as the heart of what this church is. And JD, if you'll put up the verses, um, Ephesians 4, 8, it says, therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. And he gave some as apostles and he gave some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ so we learned and we taught on spiritual gifts back a year or so ago, a couple of years ago. And pastors are gifts that God has given to the body. Pastors are extreme gifts that we get to tap into on a daily basis. When we feel scared, when we feel confused, when we don't get something in the word, when we just need someone to love us, that's what these people are. They're gifts to not just me, but to each and every single one of us. From the oldest person in here down to the youngest baby that's in that nursery, they are gifts to us. And so today we wanted to take time to really thank you guys for everything that you do because you sew in and you pour in more than any one of us could even know even the leadership team we don't even know a fraction of what you guys do and not just you guys but we want to thank abby and rachel and luke because you guys sacrifice so much for us you guys give of your parents you guys give of your free time you guys give of what normal kids may call fun to help us attain the fullness of what men and women of god are supposed to look like so we really really thank you so what we're going to do is we're going to open up this altar. And in fact, this little stand's going to go out of the way. Could you yeah. put this over? Thank you, ma'am. Jeff and Sherman are going to be on either side of the room. If you would like to give a testimony of how Nicole and Brian and their family have led you into a real reality of love and of compassion, then please go to either of them and they'll send you up so that way it's not all stampede for the microphone. Um, but JD actually wanted to get us started. So if you will come up, sir, and if you'll go to either side, sir. Thank you. Um, I'm going to start off with, you know, back in 2010, that's when I suffered one of the worst tragedies I ever had when I lost my son. I lost my dad three months later, and uh, I turned away from God. I did. I was like, why would you do this to me? This is just why, you know. We're going to skip, skip ahead a couple of years, and um, my wife was getting baptized, and she asked me to come down and videotape it for her. I, I was like, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> I got a parade I got to go to. I got to drive a truck in a parade. You know, I'm going to be busy, but I will. Fine, whatever. And um, I came, and I walked in, and when I first saw Brian, I was like, eh, yeah, okay. 
And then he spoke, and I was floored. I was shocked. Because it wasn't the fire and brimstone. It was the love that he poured out, that he, just, that he just gave. I mean, it was just, and you could feel it in the whole room. And I, every once in a while, I catch him looking in my, my general direction, and he's like, I don't know who that guy is, but I'm going to talk to him. And I didn't give him the opportunity because I had to leave. Um, but I did come back that Wednesday, and I did. I was hiding in the back, I had a hoodie up, and I was just like listening. And I was still astounded and floored. I was, the way he spoke was, it's not what I thought he was going to sound like. And it's not, you're sitting there going, that, that's not what I'm, I'm, I've never heard this before. Why, why, how am I hearing this? And so finally at the end of the service, he comes up to me, and I could see it in his face. He was kind of like, he was a little nervous, like, I don't know what this kid's going to do. This guy could even beat me up to death or whatever. But I think I actually shocked him when I actually said, I'm lost, and I need prayer. And he looked at me, and he said, okay, can I spray in the spirit for you? Right here, right now. And I, sure, thank you. And I was just astounded that he would do that. And that, that I mean, it, it meant a lot then, and it still means a lot to me now, that he took the time not knowing me. He didn't know me for nothing. Who, who is this guy? This guy in the hood, he could be carrying, carrying a gun. He could be wanting to shoot me. But, no, he wants me to pray for him. And it meant a lot to me, you know. Over the past few years, he's took more time, even recently, to go, what are you doing? I love you. Yeah. Don't forget that. You ever have anything? I love you. And it was, it's just been an amazing trip. I mean, it's um, as much time as he's took away from his family to spend time with me, yeah. to, to put me on the path of where I'm going. Personally, I'm not where I'm, where I'm going, but I'm not where I was by a mile. Then one day I happened to <laughs> sign up on the sign-up sheet, and this goes to Miss Nicole. I signed up that I won't be a part of the media team. And um, she came up to me, and she's like, I saw you signed up for, and she's, and she's like, well, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, well, I'd rather do the camera, but I'll be doing it. She's like, no, I want you to go home, and I want you to pray on it. You do what God wants you to do, not what I want you to do. You do what God, you come back. Whatever God wants you to do, you do. And for me, that was a profound statement because she could easily say, well, yeah, I'm going to train you on this computer. I'm going to train For her to go, no, you go home and pray. Yeah. You, come home, you go home and find out what God wants you to do. That, to me, was an ex <laughs> just as astounding as Brian praying for me as for her because that just showed me the faith and love of God that these two people have. And I can only hope to, to get to where they are one day. I'm on that road. I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but both of y'all have made me a better man that I am today than what I was when I walked in the door the very first time I walked in here. And I want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and, uh, and yes, he is. Um, as many times as I've blown up and said stupid things, struggled with some things, um, you've always been there, both of you, and I'm thankful for both of you. So, thank you very much. Hi, I know you, and I've gotten to know you so much more better. I have a little token of appreciation, and I think y'all would really appreciate this. It's a picture to hang on your house if you want to, or hide it if you need to when people come over. 
It says, bless this house and all the crazy people in it and all of our boomerang family are in that crazy picture. You're welcome. So coming up to, um, I was already thinking about pastor appreciation when the ELT came and said, hey, and I was like, yes, because last year it was my first year to be here for pastor appreciation. And I was like, y'all don't do anything. I was like, that is a man of God that probably in my life to, you know, so I was like, okay, but I'm not going to, you know, start to create a new thing or whatever. Let me fill it out and see what y'all do. But, um. So before that, um, before they came, I had a vision. God gave me a picture of a, a steel pond. And then you know how when a rock hits the pond and the ripples come? And then um, I wanted to read this to you because you got to close your eyes. But anyway, the card first, it says, your hands are his hands, your feet are his feet, your love is his love. And the Lord is making a beautiful difference through you. And then the scriptures, Hebrews 6.10, God will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. And, <clears throat> so close your eyes. Promise? No, no surprises on you. Imagine a still pond. God gave this to me Friday morning. He gave me the vision, and then now he gave me the parable. Imagine a still pond, undisturbed in any way. Now in your mind, look across to the other side. You see the image of a man, and he is about to throw a small rock into this seemingly peaceful pond. At first, you don't want him to throw it in, and you holler out, please don't, giving resistance, and the man waits. Time goes by. You've grown in many ways and have come to greater understanding and deeper fellowship with the Lord. Again, you're at the still pond, under, undisturbed and seemingly peaceful. The man is also there, this time standing with you. In his hand is a small stone. He looks at you, and both of you smile back at him. He looks at the pond and perfectly throws the stone exactly where he designed and wanted it to go. Now you see the ripples in the water, starting from where the stone first hit, continuing to ripple all around to every bank of that pond. You can open your eyes now. The man is God in my story for you. The stone is both of you joined as one. One of the many ripples in the water is me. You see, the pond is the world seemingly peaceful and content, existing in denial, living in spiritual chaos. When you were ready, totally yielded to God for his will to be done, desiring in your own hearts that it be done on earth as it is in heaven. He threw you into the pond together. When the rock hit the water, it was the dream and vision of Boomerang Church coming into existence. The ripples are the countless lives changed because God is so good. And you said yes to him. I thank God for you and give him honor today by honoring the man and woman he placed in this house. And I love you both. Well, we like to start a party by making everyone cry. So, <laughs> Sharon, if you want to come up. Hello. Um, I just want to say I've been here a little over a year, and I've grown a lot 
you know, through Broomerang and, and you guys' service. And I'd like to say, you know, you did a Sunday school class on, you know, spiritual gifts in, you know, 1 Corinthians 12. And when, after you got through teaching on that, you uh, gave out that little spiritual gift quiz. And I'd taken that a couple times at different churches, but um, once in, you know, Wednesday night and then on Sunday by a Sunday school class that, you know, a pastor taught, but they usually say, you know, okay, that's, you know, you check which ones that you score highest in, and that's what, you know, you take home, you fold it, you put it in your Bible. But you said, now bring them up <laughs> and let me look at them. And I was like, oh, no. And uh, so I was like, okay. So I went up, and I let you look at it. And you also taught in that class on the last day that uh, some of them might be learned gifts. And so, you know, when I came up, I said, well, there might be a few of them that are learned. I'm not really sure. And he, you said, well, go sit down, <laughs> circle the ones you think are not, you know, learned, and then come back again. <laughs> so I did, and I came back again. And one thing what that showed me was that, um, or impressed me was that you're the shepherd of the church, and you're sincerely interested in the gifts of your sheep. And so I'm like, wow, you know, because most people just want you to go home and review it and grow. And, and you wanted to know about your people. And also it held me accountable because now you know <laughs> what my gifts are. And now I have to, you know, come to the table and uh, get off the bench and, you know, start producing because you're interested. You know, and I'm sure you don't forget, you know, that person has this gift. I you know, wonder why. They're not doing something, but I wanted to say that really, <laughs> but that did, you know, that really impressed me, and, and, you know, I'm thankful for that, that, you know, you really care about your sheep, and you want to know each one, whether they've been here one time, 20 times, two years, or whatever, you're interested in your sheep. Um, and Nicole, Nicole, um, you inspire me. Um, because, you know, no matter, you know, God tells you to do something, you may not know how, when, or why, but you step out on the water and you do it. And, and that strengthens me and gives me encouragement to go on. And I want to thank you, you guys and your family, and uh, thank you for all that you do. Pastor Brian, I have to say, God led me to you. He led me through another vessel, and it was my banker, Timothy. I had something weighing on my heart so hard because being the oldest of five kids, I still carry the responsibility of taking care of them or being there for them. But it was God in works. God really did. Because that day I went to my banker and I was doing some banking. And I just out of it because on the, in California, we have Catholic churches that are always open with the prayer benches. And I was like, here I am in Albemarle, North Carolina. Where am I going to find a Catholic church with an open prayer bench? So anyway, going to my banker, talking to him, and I just explained to him I had something really heavy on my heart. And he said, I got the man for you. 
he picked up the telephone. Now, this is on a Friday. He picked up that telephone, and within, I was meeting Pastor Brian at what, 1 o'clock? I think we did, and it was 3 o'clock before I got out of there. <laughs> I got so much, so many, how do I say, God just, I, I left, I was at peace. Every, my weight had gone. I, and, and putting it, simply putting it, I let go, and I let God by Pastor Brian's leadership, by him being the shepherd he is. I really, I feel very close to you. I've only been here a short time. And of all things, Boomerang Church. <laughs> Guess what? I moved back here in 2011 on November the 15th. I had been in Australia. I'm an Australian citizen and an American citizen, so you call me a dually. <laughs> anyway, I, you know that's God. You know that's God. You know, I go back to Timothy and I tell him. And now I'm having, you know, I make sure I have lunch with Timothy's Grandma Mary <laughs> every time I can at the kitchen up at the Christian Ministries. We go and we talk and we laugh. It's her company for that day. But I do want to, another thing I really want to say thank you. I brought to you a Bible that was 65 years old. I had found it in an op shop, well, at the uh, Christian Ministries, in fact. I brought the Bible in one Sunday, and without hesitation, Pastor Brian blessed it. Because the devil works in so many ways. He, he can be in that Bible. And if it's not blessed, it can come out the wrong way to the person, the words. And in something that one of the scriptures we had this morning, you were preaching, I took and I, I looked it up, and sure enough, that Bible had red letters on the words you were saying. And I, it just, <laughs> that's why I was crying so much singing. Because when I come in here, I feel God. I feel love. I feel family. Each and every one of you. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do for you to help you. If you needed help, if you needed to go to a doctor, whatever. But I feel so blessed. I really do, and I really can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for just everything. We, so, we're glad you've started to come. That's awesome. God's got I'm, good stuff for you. And I'm an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. What up, Brandon? No. Does anyone else have anything? Any of the super kids or anything? Dixie? Yeah, you got to come up for this. <laughs> well, I'm not Australian, but to you, fair dinkum. And if you don't, that means that's the honest God's truth in Australia. G'day, mate. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> I am so thankful to be God's little seed, little sunshine seed that he planted here in the boomerang. 
And if you don't believe it, he waters us. Yeah, he waters us, Stanley County. He waters me, and he grows us up to be the Christians that he wants us to be to serve him. I take great pleasure to walk through Walmart and say, do you know how much God loves you? And would you like to come find out? Come to my church, and I invite them here. And he sends us out, the boomerang, to go out into the world to spread the truth that has been planted in us here. And it circles around, and it comes back, and it fills up again. You fill us up again. You send us back out into the world. And we can tell people again, God loves you, and I do too. And Mr. Bivens. Um, you, yeah, Rachel and I are pretty new. So I, I know, <laughs> hey, there's, there's my boy. Uh, I know uh, a lot of you know us, but a lot of you don't know us. Um, give me a second. and I have served in, in one form or another in the body of Christ for, for a long time, for several years. And unfortunately, sometimes you get damaged. You get hurt. You get wrecked. It, it, it's true. It's true. You know what? A lot of times it's just you follow a person instead of following God. Amen. All right? And we got really hurt. And as a man, when you get hurt, and I think everybody can attest to this, and especially men, you say, I'm going to set myself up to where I'm not going to be hurt again. I'm not going to let you do that. And for me, I walked away from it all. Uh, I, I shared with my wife. I told her, I said, you know what, I've, I've seen... Every side of, of church that I want to see, I said, and it's not real. I said, it doesn't exist anymore. And some people call it that, that Acts chapter 2 church or whatever it is. But, you know, I was convinced here that it, it's not real. It doesn't exist anymore. The church is run like a business. You know, it's all about money or it's just about what people want to do, their own ministries and and the Bible's kind of fell by the wayside. And one area that, that really affected me, I got hurt in, was, was, was finances. I mean, that, it, to kick me in the teeth, that's one thing I don't play with. I don't play with money. That, that's what I do. It's what I do in the world. It's, it's just who I am. And uh, we, we moved here. Uh, business brought us here. We moved here, and uh, we were looking for different churches. And Rachel came back. Uh, we would take turns on Sunday. I'd go out to one and come back and give her a report. And the next Sunday, she'd go out to another, and she'd be like, they're crazy. You know what <laughs> but, but she came back. She kept telling me, she said, Chris, there's this church I've been wanting to go to. It, it's uptown, and it's called Boomerang. And I was like, okay, Boomerang, whatever. <laughs> and uh, she came back, and she said, she said honey, you got to go. I said, why is that? <laughs> she said, it's because they, they don't take up an offering. She said, they've got a box in the back. You just put in what you want to give. 
And that might not be like a big deal to a lot of people, but to me, that's a big deal. So I came, you know, for a couple weeks, a couple months, I came on and off, and uh, slowly, I, I saw things in my life that started to, to shed away. You know those scars? Healing. Yeah, it's, it's healing. Uh, and then, then one day, Rachel said, hey, the pastor and his wife want to come over for, for dinner. And I'm thinking, Lord, if he comes over and preaches to me. <laughs> because I've, I've done that. You know, I went to people's houses and, and sat in there, you know, and, and they get the, the sermon. You know, you, you're yeah. looking through their cabinets and you're like, wow, is that what you're watching on TV? <laughs> but, but they came over to our house. Just as people. Just as people. We sat down and we shared the intimacy of a meal. The kids played. Rachel and Nicole talked. And Brian and I talked. Just like two guys at the table. You know, he wasn't pressuring me into, brother, have you sinned or anything like that. It wasn't anything like that. It was just two guys talking. And, and, And when he left... God touched me in a way that I didn't think he, he could anymore. And what I have seen is, is you guys loved Rachel and I. Back to a place of wholeness. And it, you know, there wasn't there wasn't anything nefarious. You didn't slide a track in or anything like that. It, it, it was just you loved us. And if that's the one thing I tell Rachel, it, it's you guys are real. I mean, it, it's real. I mean, you walk in a ministry of love. And I tell Rachel, I don't know how Brian does it. I don't know how Brian does it. I don't know how Brian does it. But as a parent, I can see an aspect of that. And I know that you have kids too, and I know you see an aspect of that. But it comes down to the fact that when I would given up hope, because I thought it was all a facade, we find a place where there's two people who are willing to give their whole family for people they don't even know. Amen. You're just you're just willing to love us even when we're stupid and even <laughs> when we're hard headed and you know, we we don't look like Jesus, you guys love us. And and yeah. Yeah, I don't for me, I'll speak for me, because Rachel will have to speak for herself, but for me, I know it was God ordained. I know it was God ordained. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being real. Thank you for being real. Thank you for trying to follow the word and be real. Even when the world's, you know, trying to do something else in the church, just thank you for not conforming to anything but the heart of God. Amen. Jay is going to go with him, yeah.
Thanks now. <laughs> um, there's so much. Like, there's so much. But you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little over a year ago. We were just moved out of Jade's mom's house when we moved up here, and we were staying in the town home, and. I had came from a family we used to go to church a lot and had, had problems in church and I had gotten really into it and I seen the money, like Chris said, the money take over and you see two people that you followed and you thought were honest people and they start fighting over pictures in the church and so I, I walked away from it and I gotten really angry in my life. Um, I had bartended, constantly getting fights, I'd constantly get calls from my mom about her, scared that she's gonna wake up and I'm not gonna be there. And then I met her. <clears throat> we got together and, and Scarlet and got married and then we moved up here and it was like a little bit of fresh air and then everything started hitting me again. I lost my grandmother, got really, really mad. And then Jada was wanting me to start going back to church and I had it added in my mind I wasn't going back. I'd, been there, done that route, wasn't wasn't any good coming out of it. And I went to see her one day at work when she was working up here at SunTrust, and I was standing in line, and Brian and Nicole were there. And Brian just turned around and talked to me like I had known him for years. And I went home. We had one of the churches coming around, passing out flowers for vacation Bible school and all that stuff, and told Jade and I, one guy came to my work, and I got mad at her. I was like, why do you tell him where I work? You know, I'm trying to do my job here. And then she was talking about going to go to different churches and try them out, and I let her go. I stayed at home, wasn't going to go. And then I told her, you know, well, I kind of want to go to Boomerang, where Brian was at. And then when I walked in, I just kind of, as soon as I walked in, I felt like this is where I was supposed to be. And then when I first started, I had questions, and I didn't have that hesitation like, well, if I call him, I'm going to be bothering him. And every time I called him or texted him, I wasn't rushed off the phone. I wasn't able to get off the phone <laughs> until he knew that I had caught everything that everything answered that I had questions with. We had sat down and had lunch a few times, and... Even to this day, if I have a problem, when we were in vacation in Florida, we had some things come up and I had to walk away. <laughs> and normally I would have got mad and threw things and punched things, but I'd been listening to what Brian had been telling me for the past year. Yeah. So instead of getting mad, I walked out of the hotel room and went downstairs and I called Brian. Yeah. And as soon as I got off the phone with Brian, I went back up to the hotel room and sat down and was fine, completely fine. I had peace come over me and everything and Nicole <laughs> when we first started coming me and Jay was having problems we were actually on the rocks probably not going to make it and we came in and Nicole Brian talked to me and Nicole was talking to Jade and then Nicole talked to me and Brian talked to Jade <laughs> 
And I just want to thank Nicole <laughs> because everything that I was being told from Jade, I just know if you're wrong, you're wrong. But when somebody else puts it in perspective for you, you kind of understand that it's not just that way. So I want to thank you for helping me with her <laughs> and me helping strengthen our relationship together. Because I don't know what, if I would have never came here and would have never met you guys, there's no telling where me and her would have been. And God only knows what would have happened with Scarlett. So I thank you all for helping me get to where I need to be and guiding me down the road that I need to go down to help not just me, but my family. Yeah. Um. Yeah, back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you've 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 done so much for him that he's not even shined a light on. Like, what was it? Like two months in, he came home. He's like, you know what? We're gonna make a swear jar. My jaw hit the floor. I'm thinking, <laughs> Paul Stallings is going to have a swear jar. Like, just the, like the smallest things that you have influenced, just, you can say one word, and he, he just, he sets on that. Like, you, I like the way that you have shown him to be a better person. Like, you've helped him so much. And, and Nicole, same thing. I've, I've called her... <laughs> six in the morning, almost 10 o'clock at night, text messages, calling, whatever, and you've always been there. Whether it's for coffee or for lunch or just to talk on the phone with me for my hour lunch break and just chill me out, like you have really just, you made a big difference. And the one thing that I think, I've been thinking about what to say, like I said, there was so much I wanted to say, but um, I started going back to school last semester and I needed scholarships to go back to school. And I reached out to her and I said, can you help me out? Can you write something for me? I need, I need your help. And it was not a, you know, I'll get to it thing. It was the same day she had something ready for me. And I never asked, but I can guarantee that you prayed over it and that you, you wholly meant everything that you'd said. And it paid for my school. Amen. Like, things are looking up. So thank you for that. John's going to take a drink of water, everyone. All right, so everyone, prepare yourselves. John Benton is We're probably is not going to gonna eat stage. lunch today. We're just, we're just done with Let's lunch. Let's get ready to rumble. That's what, it's what, it's what everybody's been waiting on. If I, let me tell you, if I hadn't have said nothing, there would have been like an emptiness in the room. Like, We love you, John. Okay, let me start off. Did y'all get a message yesterday to not read Facebook for some reason? Like... I'm going to tell you what that was. I'm, I'm going to tell you what that was. Me, because I just talk. And, and people, people want to know why I talk so much. is because I want people to understand what I'm saying. That's why I do it. So, so I was telling everybody on Facebook, like, you know, I'm trying to get ready for this pastor's preach. I did not know the pastor. The whole day was a secret. I thought that was a secret. Okay, so I'm telling everybody on Facebook, yeah, I'm out here trying to get ready for the Pastor Appreciation Day, and man, all of a sudden, my stuff just blows up. Like, John, why would you do that? You know? So I had to knock all the stuff off. Like, you know, I'm going to take a bath, and, you know, I'm going to get a haircut, and 
I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best to find something to where I don't look like a criminal. You know, it didn't, didn't, this is what I came up with. So, I mean, it kind of fell apart, you know, but, but, but a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people didn't realize that, see, I actually knew Brian uh, back in like, 2009. Uh, me and Brian and Nicole and a, a, a couple of people from his church, we all got together at Hardy's and we would do Bible studies after Wednesday night services up on 2427. And if you can believe this, we were the loudest, and, and I mean, you got to understand, like, we were so loud, and we would get, like, into preaching, like, like, Brian, it would hit Brian, and Brian would have something, there's, like, three or four other pastors there, and everybody's saying to themselves, well, I'm not going to let him, you know, I just, I just spit some fire behind the pulpit two hours ago myself, let me show him what I just done, you know, so, boom, and, you know, so we would all, like, you know, we'd be reeling back, and I mean, you would think, like, we were preaching the Bible so much, like, if there would have been carpets and hardies, they would have melted. You know, it would have just been, the windows were fogged up. They didn't even have, they didn't even have to put the, they didn't even have to put the biscuits in the oven. There was so much heat, the biscuits would just, they were like self-rising. Okay, y'all, you gotta understand. Okay, and so, uh, fast forward a little bit. And so, and it was like, and, and that's why Brian, when I came back, because I was on the road, I became a truck driver, so I, I went all across the country. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't here for maybe a year and a half, two years. <laughs> when I started coming back around Boomerang, I remember the first lunch that me and the leadership team and a couple of others, we all went to Palermo's. And when we're at Palermo's and when we're at uh, Los Trace, we, we're still the loudest. The Mexican, the Mexican people in the background, they're like, you know... There's like a, we, we'll get to talking and like me and Barry to start shouting at each other like from, it, she starts it. But, but they, they, I mean, there was like, they would hear us arguing and then all of a sudden everybody else in the restaurant would be quiet. There'd be a French, there'd be a French guy in the back and he'd be like, sacre bleu, you know, it's, that's the, that's the, that's the church crowd, you know, oh my God, you know, but, but they, but they didn't know me they didn't understand. I mean, I'm sure like when I left, everybody else was still at the table and all they did was look at Brian like, like, why are you going to let this? You see how he dresses? He wears a fedora hat. He, he had a dollar bill necklace on that I'd bought at a truck stop up in, like, Michigan. I, 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 you know, it's like, look, if we let him in this church, he's going to walk away with the tithe box when we're all not looking. Say, Don't use wisdom with this, you understand? So, so when I found out about the Appreciation Day, you got to understand, I was up in Hampton, Virginia, Friday, okay? Um... We got a hurricane coming. Y'all didn't realize all the rain and stuff coming up. <laughs> Hampton, Virginia is literally, there are, there are 64 east and 664 north run on the ocean. There's three or four mile segments to where you're on, a, on just a bridge and then it's, there's a tunnel and then you've got ocean on both sides. Not canals, rivers, oceans. Okay, and the hurricane's coming. So the rain and the wind, I'm trying to get back because it's Pastor Appreciation Day and, you know, the, the wind is blowing so hard. This is how much I think of y'all because I put myself through this. <laughs> the wind is blowing so hard, there were geese flying and the V was flying this way, but the wind was pushing them back this way. And the, so the poor geese, I wanted to help them, but there was nothing I could do, you know. I was just praying that I wouldn't die in the storm, you know. So here I come. <laughs> I'm not really a selfish person, but I'm like, look, when it comes down to like me and geese, I will, I will kick a geese in the face <laughs> t 
to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I will kick. I'll be, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I like animals, but I'm like, uh, you know. So I, <laughs> I, I, come, I come down to Dudley, North Carolina, the great Dudley. There's only one stoplight and one aid. This, is a, this, I, this wasn't planned. You want to go to Roselli's, a little Asian man about this tall. He cooks Italian food. It's the, it's the best. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual, it's a, it's a spiritual experience because like the grease. Somewhere he, in there, John he, found his joy. He he, 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 he fries the French fries and the egg rolls all in the same grease. So it's delicious. It's you want to, you want to go by there. So I'm coming through Dudley and it's raining and it, and it's still. I've, I've just about lost all hope. I've lost all hope at this point. I'm soggy. My shoulders are drooping to the ground. I'm tired. I said, I'm just not going to make it. And I'm going to tell you what pulled me through. That guy right there said he was making homemade meatloaf. <laughs> and when I found out we were having homemade meatloaf today, I would crash through that wall <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man <laughs> to, 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 get, to get homemade meatloaf. I'm, I'm serious. I, 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 and, it, and it really... This event lost all importance to me because it wouldn't have mattered if we were christening St. Bernard puppies. If there's meatloaf, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be right there. I'm going to be at the front of the line. But all the joking aside, I want to look you in your eyes and say, uh, I really appreciate what y'all do here. I appreciate the sacrifice y'all make for this church. I believe in you. I believe in the vision that God has given you. And I hope that everything that God has placed in your heart and God has placed in that vision comes to pass in your ministry. So, appreciate it. So, let me just say this. Yeah, that, that's probably a wild idea. Come on over here, bro. <laughs> so, some, some of y'all never met the real John before just now. And, and uh, that's been the grace and mercy of God that's been on your lives until right now. <laughs> I, and I really appreciate how I went from, you know, being worth going through hurricanes and kicking geese in the vape to being replaced by meatloaf. So that's, I don't know how we did that, but it was impressive. It's love, it's love and charm. <laughs> he's like Garfield with the lasagnas. So, so, like. yeah. so what was so funny was when John came the very first day, um, so I know John. And I know I know what John's all about, but nobody else did. And we went out to eat, and and my thought was, he doesn't know Barrett, and he doesn't know how sharp her wit is. And I was like, this is going to be so much fun, so, so, so much fun. Right across and so I just kind of like set him down and pushed my chair back and watched, <laughs> and it began. <laughs> He laughed the whole I time, and when John time. left, Brian's like, I wasn't going to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome, so we love you, man. <laughs> His middle name is Garfield, I was totally correct on that. <laughs> Lee! Um, <laughs> I just want to, I could stay up here a lot longer than anybody altogether probably, but um, I just want to thank you both. You both know what I've been through. And uh, 
our marriage has been saved. It's not where I want it to be, (laughs) but it's going there. And um, there's, I've went from healing. I didn't know anything about healing, much less know how to receive it until he conned me into a Bible study (laughs) because he stalked me everywhere. (laughs) He kept, (coughs) I ran into him everywhere and then he brought his wife uh, to meet me and I was so happy to meet her. (laughs) And so, um, so many things that y'all have done for me and my family. My Jacob, (laughs) he's a little man of God because of things that he's learning at the church that you lead. (laughs) And you have no idea how thankful my husband's going to be one day (laughs) and how thankful I am now. Nicole, you're just precious. I don't know how y'all have time for each other. I don't even know when you take a shower because if y'all, if y'all spend as much time with everybody like you did with each of us that have spoken, and I know y'all do. I know God redeems the time for you because there's no other way that you could do it. And so much more that I want to say. I tried to write y'all a letter. I ain't done with it. (laughs) But I'll get you the letter. Sometimes whenever I'm taking notes, I doodle. (laughs) And I am listening to you. (laughs) But I started, um, you were teaching on mercy. It was the gift of mercy. It says, uh, um, it goes to Matthew 9, 35. This distinct ability to feel sincere empathy and compassion in a way that results in practical relief for people's hurts, pain, and suffering. And when he described all of that, he referred to it to Matthew and Luke 10, 30, and 31. And I was writing this and I thought, mercy. I've never known mercy like I knew healing either. And Brian and Nicole have taught me, not only does God have mercy for me, but he's also shown me how to have mercy for other people. I didn't used to have that. And I feel a peace that I've never felt before in my life because of it. I feel like I have a freedom. And I'm just going to wind this up. Purple is Nicole's favorite color, if nobody knows. (laughs) So this is the original signed by me (laughs) that I just fixed for you. It's just a notebook that you can use. (laughs) And then um, this frame right here, is uh, um, there's a story behind it. (laughs) Okay, there's a story behind it because mine and Chris's and Christy's picture was in it. For 10 years before we got pregnant with Jacob, and my life was over as I knew it. <laughs> but I took, 
that picture and I put it upstairs and I kept looking all week for a frame for y'all because I, I want to take a picture of your family and I'd like to enlarge it and put it in this frame for you. But I kept looking for a frame for y'all that was perfect and I thought, no, that's not pretty enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. This is God to be perfect. So this is my perfect frame <laughs> that I had my family picture in it. And so the sticky stuff on it is where I kept trying to get the tape off the back. <laughs> and um, I do want to take y'all's family picture and uh, fill it up with that. And I uh, just want to thank y'all so much for everything. And I, another thing that everybody here, you lead us not to put yourself in the spotlight but you lead us and teach us. Both of you do. You've taught the leadership team, everybody, how to lead other people. And y'all don't just touch one life. When y'all touch lives, you touch individuals that touch others, that touch others, that touch others, that touch others' kids, who touch others' kids at school. And there's no way we can thank you enough, and there's no way we can thank the leadership team enough either because y'all all do so much, and this may just be Pastor's Appreciation Day, and we do. We appreciate you, but each of us in here, we're all ministers. We can minister to anybody, and we do, whether it's good or bad. I've been on both sides of it, and I like the one I'm on now. So I just want to thank you so much, and I look forward to many more years at Boomerang, and I look for y'all do not need as much mercy for me <laughs> as you have in the past four years, <laughs> and uh, just thank you so much. So speaking of mercy, Seth's going to talk next. Um, <laughs> Howdy. Brian, Nicole, Abigail, everybody else. Let me first start by saying that to everybody in here, most, I know most of you, some I don't, but my, this testimony doesn't happen without that man. Because I was lost in the world. Didn't have much to live for, didn't really care to live. So thank you, brother, and thank you, too, for... I can remember one time you pounded in my head, Romans chapter 8, don't stop reading it till you find something that hits you. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> something hit me. <laughs> didn't take too long, but it hit me. And uh, I don't, I'm not really good at expressing things. I'm actually kind of nervous. My weasel, knees are wobbly. <laughs> My weasel wobbly. <laughs> Shuffering shuckatash. <laughs> All right, Seth. All right. But I'm not as good at this as you are, Brian. I need some, some leading on that. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? A work in progress. I'm sorry, Barrett. I'll try to keep it shorter. I don't, I don't even know if I'm forming full sentences at this point, but... <laughs> But I love y'all, man, because past year that I've been coming, y'all know that my family just kind of fell off to the wayside. You know, I've, I've done things that I'm not, a, not very particularly proud of, 
but I can say it's made me who I am and it's lead me, led me to this point, you know, so it's it's made me who I am today, but I'm, I'm grateful for y'all two and the rest of the Boomerang that's teaching me to become a better person, you know, and that means a lot to me because I've never seen the grace of God through my own eyes until I became the Boomerang, and that was only because Darius made me. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he did because... If it didn't happen, I woo wee. <laughs> Hair might be longer, <laughs> or not. It might be all out by now. But <laughs> y'all inspire me, man, to do exactly what God wants with me. Yeah. You know, and that's a big question that a lot of people that call themselves Christian don't even know. That they're even doing what God called them to do. You know, there's so many things I could talk about, but I'm not going to. I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. We'll have this another time. Oh, y'all don't need to know my secrets. We on? Control the cameras. Okay. Well, I can't really tell you how long I've been coming here. I forgot. Y'all are like family, so I can't, you know, it's like real family. You don't know how long you've been a part of it. You're just family. And um, I still remember the first day I came. You know, Brian wasn't here. It was Miss Nicole. And um, <clears throat> she spoke so she spoke so well, you know. And one thing that I always learned about the Bible and stuff like that growing up is like, Iron sharpens iron, you know, and she was, Nicole was so sharp, but you could tell that she was just pouring out love to us. And she, I always remember this about Brian, and I say this, when people tell me, describe Brian, I use this Nicole exact words. He can love to paint off a wall. And like when I came here, I was like just getting back into church, but I was already going to a church, and one of my friends invited me here. And I was like, all right, I'll go with you, you know. So I came, and Nicole totally blew me away, you know. And I was like, wow, if she's that sharp, I got to see the husband. <laughs> and, you know, came the next week, and Brian just like, Poof, just blew it out the water, you know. And, like, uh, probably like a couple of weeks later, I called my old pastor. And I was just like, look, I'm sorry I ain't been in church. I've been into this new church, and I'm just blown away. He was like, that's good, God, God is great, you know, just that and the third. But um, I noticed how easy it is to talk to Brian. You know, it's like, you know, you can just walk up to him and say any, talk to him about anything. You don't have to hide anything. You know, you feel that comfort, like, you know, you can, my deepest, darkest secret, I can tell Brian, or how I'm feeling, I can tell Brian. And, like, I have Brian's cell phone. I call, I'll call Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, it, if I can't get through it, I'll call Brian. But I remember I was going, and the person I was going with, they stopped coming. But I kept going. And I remember Brian was like, make disciples and stuff. And, like, Darius is my younger cousin. And he'll tell you this. I said, you need to come to Boomerang with me because I don't want you to get my age and not know what you want to do with your life. Like, I want to, I don't want no reward. I want to save you, you know? So I want to come to Boomerang. So I got 
theirs to come. And mainly I just try to get people to come. I don't have to tell them how it is. I just want to get you through the I just want to get you through the door and God to take care of the rest. You know, but I'm gonna keep it short. Um okay, so I, and I remember the first lunch we had with Brian it was at Pizza Hut. Me and Darius. Me and Darius, and I was just like, yeah, me and Darius, we're going to come out with this music. We're going to get our memorabilia. We're going to go on the road. We're going to do shows. And, you know, Brown's like, what does God want you to do? Yeah. Amen. Do what God wants you to do. And I was just like, all right, you know, just thinking. I was, you know, I was so, I, you know, I had to, I was jumping back and forth to what I wanted to do from, do I want to do a T-shirt? Do I want to do coffee? Because I've always been a hustler. I can make $1 and a two. The wrong what? The wrong way, but you know, so I'm trying to do it the right way. And I remember the one sermon that stuck with me with Brian, he was preaching about how they fed all those people with that little loaves of bread. And Brian kept saying, the miracle is in your hands. And I was like, miracle in my hands, miracle in my hands. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to doing something that I used to do before addiction and drugs took over. And that was right, right poetry and stuff like that. And um, so I just started writing poetry and stuff and just getting my feelings out and everything. And like, soon I was getting emails and stuff from publishing companies. Like, wow. You know, you. Your marketing is good, too. You know, I have a big following. You know, it's people out here in the world with my stuff tattooed on their body. You know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm a pizza maker. <laughs> I'm a pizza maker, you know. But, but God gave me a gift. Yes, God gave me a gift. And so I'm using my gift to help people. And, you know, sometimes I'll sit down and try to be Brian Wright Jr., you know, and I t and every time I do it, I post it on his Facebook page, and I say I'm channeling my inner Brian Wright, and that's God adding another aspect to me. Like, you know what? You should try faith stuff. And I would go to Brian and say I'm scared because you got people out there to say you don't need to be talking about faith and da da da. -da you know, and I didn't want them to pick it apart, but like I don't care now. I want to speak from my heart, and I, you know, and I thank him for letting me know because that sermon of the miracle in your hands it changed my life changed my outlook on everything you know like you know i just want to do right by god i want my reward from god i don't want it from anybody else you know so just every day if i get a chance to try to invite people to boomerang i will you know tab i work with her at pizza hood she'll tell you how i run around that place talking about my church <laughs> I, I just for real this girl came to me two weeks ago and i know like you know, I'm just a messenger, but I took Jay's and Paul's testimony about your house because she was like, this guy might let us get a house. And I said, look, just pray on it. And when you get those keys, you walk around the house and you pray and you thank God. I took y'all testimony. She is in that house right now. I'm just a messenger. I don't, you know, I just bring the, I come get the message and I take it out to the world and just thank you. I love both of you. You know, I like. I wrote a letter that'll let you know because I had family problems like abandonment issues and stuff like that. So I think I've been coming here for about maybe three years. I don't have those issues no more because it doesn't really matter because I got my family here. I got my family and God, and that's like double, double good. Okay, so I just want to tell y'all that you know that I love y'all and like thank you for like taking a ex drug dealer from the streets, torn down. You know, Brian, we, you know, we talk, you know, and 
release I, I released all these grudges from people and I love everybody and I wake up smiling and people are like how you do it Jeremy how you do it I know God is still on the throne so just thank you for you know accepting me as I am and helping me find God and stuff okay I love both of you too So I'm probably between everyone in that food over there that smells really good. Um, so just by a show of hands, I want to show Brian and Nicole a couple of, I'm going to ask a couple of questions and you can raise your hand um, if you've experienced this. How many of you, when you walk through the door of this church, experience love in a way that you'd never ever felt before? Get them up high. Right? That's a testimony in and to itself. Right? How many of you who are sitting here in the course of being here, whether you've been here a short time or whether or not you've been here a long time, how many of you have felt God in a way that you had never felt before? That's a testimony too. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really, really good stuff. Um, my thanks is, you know, for Brian and Nicole, I think, is they push me. Yeah. Yeah. They push me. Yep. They hold me accountable, yep. right? They read my mail. Do they read your mail? Yeah. Brian reads my mail. <laughs> like, I met with Nicole, and I had something on my heart I really needed to share, and I was kind of embarrassed about it. And I'd really been seeking the Lord, and I'd been praying really hard about it. In fact, I'd been crying out to the Lord about it. And I had lunch with Nicole one day, and she's like, huh, really? Yeah, why? Well, Brian was praying for you, like, a couple weeks ago, and he got the same thing, and we've been praying that for you for two weeks now. Are you kidding me? Are you getting my mail? That speaks to the fact that Brian prays. Not only does Brian pray, he prays for every one of us. And you know what? The Holy Spirit speaks to him. And he speaks to him in a way that he knows exactly what he needs to pray for all of us, whether he pray it in English or whether he pray it in the Spirit. Nicole's the same way, right? When you go to them with anything, they do. Everyone has said it, and I'll say it again seek the Lord. What's the Lord telling you to do? I'd never had anybody challenge me like that before. It's not what you want me to do, right? I think I'd been here a year, and I was back by the, by the media section, and Brian had just been to Southwest Believers Conference, and he came up to me, and he's like, you know, while I was in Texas, um, I think I got a word from God. Okay. I think you're supposed to lead children's ministry. Are you kidding me? Really? Yep, Deb, and I think you're supposed to head it up. Really? Yeah, will you go home and pray over that and seek the Lord and, you know, s decide whether or not that's, that's what the Lord wants you to do? So it's little things like that over the course of three years, right? It's being on the phone with them all hours. And I think Paul said it. You know, you pick up the phone and you call him and then you can't get off the phone. But it's the most amazing phone call you've ever been on. Every one of them, with Nicole or Brian. They're amazing like that. They so love, they so wisdom, right? They are shepherds and are called. And I think today has been a pretty good testimony of the fact that you all are pretty amazing. So I thank you for the, the challenge. I thank you for being held accountable. Um, I thank you for the wisdom you've poured into my life and into my family. So thank you. I love you both. So I'm not even going to look at them. Oh, do you want to talk real quick? No, I 
Unfortunately, you've got to get up here. So. I have to. I have to. Um, just like everyone else said, like, I look back and I really don't even recognize who I used to be. Um, <laughs> now I'm crying too. Um, as a young single mom, I went through a lot of pain, um, a lot of bad situations, and you know, I came here by what I thought was an accident because of where the church I was going to go, um, we missed it. We thought it was going to be a service earlier, and we, we missed it. And so me and my mom came here by accident, and I just, my life has been changed just in such a short period of time, just to see that, like, you guys have real love. Like, when I was shown that the world didn't have that anymore, that you guys do. And I was like, wow, so this is real. There's real love out here. And my whole life I thought I knew God, but I really didn't because I didn't know love. And when I saw that from you guys, it just changed my life. And I even had a point in time where where I was coming regular, and um, I, I moved away, I left, um, and I went to follow my will and not God's, and I just jacked everything up, just messed it up, to be frank, honest, um, and I just kept feeling God tug on my heart, you need to come back, like I was going to a church where I was living in Concord, and God was like, you need to come back, and I did, and like I finally know God's will for me now, and day by day I grow, and I look back and I'm like, who was I a couple years ago? I don't even recognize that person. And I moved, I moved back here, came back from Concord, even when everyone else was saying, like, you know, how are you going to find a job? How are you going to find a house? How are you going to afford it? And I prayed, and God said, here's your job, and I got it, thanks to God. Here's your home, and I got it, thanks to God. Here's this, here's, and he is taking care of everything. And I call them, Pastor Brian and Nicole, anytime I'm scared, anytime I have a question, and they're always there for me. And I just, I can't even believe how much I've grown thanks to you guys just loving God and just loving me and loving my kids. And you've, you've helped my kids to grow. And Pastor Brian, I come to you whenever my son's being a delightful little five-year-old. <laughs> And, I mean, he's just such a child of God, and I'm watching him grow thanks to how you guys have helped me. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep this short. I know we're all hungry, but, and I even, it's like I know who I am now, like how God's called me. I know who I am now. And I just thank you guys so much for everything. I just could keep on saying more, but just thank you guys. I love you guys. So when you guys were out of town on your trip um, that you took about a month ago, we held an impromptu secret meeting that you guys could not watch over live stream, and it was super really secret. covert. Super, super, It was super secret. secret. And we had about this many people in the church, and as an ELT, we presented to the congregation the fact that we wanted to do something, and we had been talking about different ideas of what to do, um, be it do different projects and we have other things for you, so this is not it. But we had we had this narrow vision of what we wanted to do, and we opened it up to everybody to find out what they wanted to do to bless you guys. And this was not our idea. This was their idea. 
they wanted to tell you guys how, son of a gun, um, <laughs> they wanted to tell you guys how much you guys have blessed them, how much you guys have influenced them. And I know both of you, and I know that both of you are immediately going to take that and be like, praise God, it's all him. And absolutely, it's all him working through you. But you guys let him work through you. You guys choose to do that. You guys choose to be obedient. You guys choose to be humble. You guys choose to love when we really don't at all deserve it. And so on behalf of everybody here, we thank you. We thank you for loving us when we can be a frustrating congregation. We thank you for continuing to sow into us when it's not easy and it may not be fun. But we thank you that you love us enough to turn us not only into sheep, but into your family. Yeah. I think the reason it's so easy for you guys to pour into us is because we're not just people. You treat us like we're your sons and your daughters, and that's, that's the heart of God. That's the heart of God of you guys. That's the heart of this church. And I think that that's why this church is filled with so much love, because you guys get it. You guys let yourselves get it, and you've taught it to all of us. That's all today has been. Today is just a manifestation of what you guys have taught us, and we just thank you so much. And this is why you guys were not sitting up here in front of today, because nobody wants to watch you guys cry, because we love you. Um, but we have a whole bunch of food over there, and I know that you've got a, you've got a trip that you are um, headed on today. So I'm going to bless the food, and you can talk to us individually, and we can eat, because everyone has provided stuff. So thank you guys, truly for loving the people that God's given us. Thank you. Oh, Brian's talking. Um, will you put up um, James chapter 1, and I believe it's 15 or 16. You want to come here? <laughs> um, it's where it says every good and perfect gift. Where are you at? Nope. Um, so we just really thank you uh, for all the thank thankfulness that you have and just the love that you've shown us today. It means a lot. And, um, you know, just when Deb asked that question about how many people have felt the power of God, um, that's a big thing for me. And um, because... One of our goals as we started the church was that people felt the power of God, that, that God would become real to them like he really is yeah. and not yeah. just be a theory and not just be a good idea or uh, a hope that's never seen, but a hope that's realized and made manifest in their lives. And when you say that you felt love like you've never felt it here, Love is God, and God is love. So what you're feeling is love is God, and that's been our goal the whole time, and it continues to be our goal. And when you feel that he's, you felt his power in a new way, that's the reality of his love manifesting in your life. And that's what he wants for everybody. It's just a matter of people that will grab a hold of that and decide to, by faith, Lord, I believe you, I trust you, I, I accept you as that, reality and um, you know the thankfulness of course has constantly been pointed in our direction today but what I want to do is I want to just let you know there are pastors there are gifts like Barrett opened up and said you got apostles prophets evangelists 
pastors and teachers and their gifts from Jesus Christ to his church. And there, there is a difference in that and somebody who's not that. But at the same time, this verse right here says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from, is from above, from the Father, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. Now the fact in the, of the matter is you've been thankful for the things that are good in us, but I'm telling you that those things are not capable of being there. And even Barrett said, but you do let him flow through you. We don't even have the capability of allowing him to flow through us and make the right choice if it wasn't for God. It all goes back to God. It all goes back to him. If we do something good, it's because he gave us the ability to do it. It's all about him. And even when Jesus Christ himself was sitting there and they came to him and said, good master, he said, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. And he's talking about the love of the Father, the heart of the Father. And so I, I cannot tell you how much we appreciated the words today and how much it blessed me. And seeing people that are literally changed and marriages that are held together and lives that have hope, lives that are alive because of it, because of the ministry through Boomerang, that really, really blesses me. But I have to give glory to God. And, and it will never change. It will always be that way. Yeah. And here's the thing is that you, know, you may be sitting there going, I'd like to affect people like that. And matter of fact, if you're Christian, it probably is in your heart because God has designed each one of us to be a minister. And all it is is a choice that says, Lord, I choose to go after you with everything I have. You start making decisions, finding out his will for your life and being challenged, challenging yourself, opening up yourself and say, what can I do, Lord? What is your will for me today? What's your will for me in this choice? All of a sudden, everything changes in your life. And all of a sudden, the Lord is able to move through you in ways that he wasn't before. And the world will start to multiply his love, like how that love uh, you know, came out of me and helped affect Nicole and that, uh, that affected Jeremy and that affected Darius and that affected Seth. And now who's Seth going to affect? Yeah. Because he chooses love. Yeah. Each one of us, that's how it works. If we will all get into what is our reasonable service to serve him, to give ourselves as a living sacrifice, then that love can be manifest all over the world. That's what Christianity in, in a lot of areas has been missing, has been it comes down to the personal choice to just say, Lord, I love you. And because I love you, I'll do whatever it is you have me. So I just I thank you, and I just give glory to God. So, Lord, we praise you, and we worship you today. We thank you for the ability and the opportunity to work with you Lord, you, you just you didn't have to use us. You didn't have to accept us. You didn't have to do anything for us. You could have left us to rot and waste away on this earth. But that is not what you chose to do. You chose to love on us, to give us your son and empower us to be your children. Empower us to be your light and your fire in this earth. And Lord, we accept that and we thank you for it. We just lift up this food. We thank you for it. 